Welcome back to the Have You Seen It podcast. I'm joined here with uh, Cash Krause and Michael Falk, the one and onlys. The one and onlys. How are you guys doing today? Actually, I'm pretty sure there's multiple Michael Falks. Are there really? Yeah. I looked it up on Facebook once. Well, don't feel too bad. There's a lot of Mason Knights, too. I've looked it up. Probably I've talked one, to him on Twitter. Probably only one Cash Krause. Probably only. I cash is a pretty say, cool I would have to say. It's I'm, pretty cash money. You guys are lame as fuck, but yeah, there's only one of me. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a million one. of you tools. All right. A true gem. <laughs> well, we started the podcast with laughter. I don't know if we'll finish the podcast with laughter. It, it's we? downhill from here. Yeah, it's yeah. downhill from here. It's a, it's a very depressing and sad podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what are we here to talk about today, boys? It's a fucking gut wrencher. Yeah. Mudbound. Mudbound. A Netflix original. I, it's shocking to see that, too. Like... I just didn't. I didn't expect this level of movie, this level of everything. Well, what's weird is it was Netflix. It, it was released in theaters. Was in it? Really? Limited oh, it was. release. Limited oh, release. Okay. Yeah. So, which this <laughs> is a movie that I would love to see in theaters. Oh, even for sure. More than uh, on the small screen yeah. or whatever. I'd love to have seen this movie in theaters. But yeah, it was at a limited release because it were released like last year at some film festival or whatever. It's been out a while. Did Netflix buy the rights to it then? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I that's don't what think, I was thinking. I don't, I don't think it was like where it was like bright, where Netflix produced it and everything. I think maybe they just bought the rights to it. That makes sense. That does make sense. Okay, well, where do we begin in this crazy endeavor of a film? Well, what, I did, guess, what well, did you guys think? Yeah, so first, what it, first impressions... First impressions was uh, I I had read the the synopsis of this movie yeah. not like spoilers but just you know what it was about and I knew right away I go okay this is going to be a heavy heavy movie oh, it's a heavy um, hitter That's yeah definitely sure, yeah. and so I decided heavy hitters I was like hey mom you want to watch this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I know someone that likes to cry a lot yeah. hey mom yeah, you come on. You come. She got having a bad day at work. Come watch this movie. Realize your life's not Contemplating so bad. Contemplating suicide. Yeah, come, come watch, watch this movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but no, my my first impression that opening scene, which we can get into later, but as soon as that happened, and I heard what was going on and what the characters had said, I was like, Is it, Yeah. Holy crap, I'm in for uh, a roller coaster. It's one know? thing that, you know, we know all these crazy bad things happen in the South. Mm-hmm. You know, just to walk around knowing that. But then it's another thing to watch it on and screen. Watch and it and then not physically be able to do anything. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know we, we walk around knowing about it, but to actually see it, it felt very real to it me. Did. And it was very depressing. And I hate white people now. I do. I understand. <laughs> They're pieces of shit. Yeah. I understand the MTV yeah, Dear White People. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's a very, very real film. Very gut wrenching for sure. Yeah, it was a struggle. It really was. It was. It was so. It was so good. It was so beautiful, but just very real themes that mm-hmm. made you very depressed. And I noticed too. One thing that they conveyed in this movie was culturally how racism was applied in this country. You yeah, know what I'm saying. Like culturally, so like with Jamie and that character, um, he just. He didn't want to be it, but he had to do little certain things, like duck, because his uncle or his grandpappy was driving by. You know what I mean? Um, so culturally, I, I saw that how racism was like systematically put in our country. Well, it was like this time, you know, the 40s and 50s was such a crazy time where yeah. it was everyone, the world was changing so fast. Mm-hmm. Not with just with black people, with everything, women and everything, women's rights and everything. And then you. This movie shows how 
that large group of people, and it wasn't only people in the South, but it was a large group of people in the South, just really dug in and did not want to change. Yeah, and stuck we, in their ways. Yeah, and we saw that when, uh, you know, all these old poor white guys, you know, get their hoods on their KKK mm-hmm. and beat down on black people. Yeah. And then they beat down on their own kids when their kids aren't beating down on black right. people. So it was such a, it was like... They were so afraid of change yep. that they would, you know, punish their own kids yeah, for exactly. not following the same ways that they had to. And that, it really showed that really well in this. It did. You, you felt so bad for, it was weird, but you felt bad, you know, you were scared. You just wanted Jamie to kind of be racist. Just so yeah. his dad would <laughs> just be, dad I mean, quit being, it's yeah, so shitty. It yeah. is. So, and just imagine being Jamie is like, what do you do? You, you know, you can be nice to people. And you can have your parents hate you and have mm-hmm. everyone else hate you. Yeah. Or you can hate these people and have the people you don't really care about, Pat right. being your dad, care for you. And and Ronzel, too, was put in a very, very tough spot because he just got back from war. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He was fighting, doing, serving his country, and he's got to come back to a bunch of fucking racist white people telling him to use the back door and stuff, which we'll, we'll get into that later. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this movie did a really good job. Like, first impressions of, like, how it actually went down back then. And and then, for me, this whole movie, this was a common theme with me. The whole entire movie, I was sitting there going, this was less than 100 years ago. Yes. This was 70, 80 years ago. This level of racism was happening in this country. Oh, yeah. Like, well, it didn't end there. I mean, into the 60s. People were still getting well, lynched. No, 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 no. And right, 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 right. <clears throat> but I just mean, like, the, the racism at that time. Yeah. Like, I just that alone. That's I was just what, yeah, blown that's, away. That's, and then you, you're right. You look into the civil rights movement in the 60s and stuff, yeah. and you go, are you kidding me? It's crazy how bad people can treat people. <laughs> no, yeah. I it, yeah, it blows me away, man. Well, let's get into it. Yeah, well, let's what do was, it. What was the first thing we wanted to talk about, that opening scene? Yeah, for me, that was the opening scene. That really put this movie into context for me. Uh, because this movie, the sequence of the movie, I like the way that they shot this. They kind of told the end of the story first mm-hmm. and then went back and told the story. Sometimes I don't like that in movies, but this one I did because I didn't understand it at first. The, the, the storytelling device in this movie worked perfectly. It did. And I know exactly what you're talking about with yeah. How they kind of showed that then, but I liked because they kind of they tied it all together with those voiceovers that you mm-hmm. got, where characters were kind of talking about what they learned or whatever. And I liked right. how when they did those voiceover, they're always super calm. Whether it was coming from Ronzel or Laura or anything, it was always very calm and just telling you know, what they learned. From yeah, that. and and that's another way of them were just telling what the reality was of how hard and everything was. Yeah, I usually. I'm with you. I usually don't like when they start out at the end and then go. But it worked in this one, and I think that is due to the fact they didn't flash back, keep flashing. They they started at the end, and then they went to the beginning, and they never went back to the end until we actually caught up. Yeah. Because that's when shit gets confusing when they keep going back and forth between timelines, and you're like, what the fuck am I watching? This doesn't make any sense. And one thing I really liked about starting at the end (coughs) was even though they started at the end, I had so many questions in the beginning of the movie. I was like, okay, so what is this? Because obviously there was clear tension between the two families. And I was like, okay, what transpired? And there were little keys in the dialogue where you go, oh, okay, I get it. I understand what's going on. I mean, about midway through the movie. Like he, um, paraphrasing here, but I told, the, I warned the boy not to do that. You know, when, when they're burying uh, Pap or mm-hmm. Pappy. And I was like, at the time, I didn't know what that meant. 
And then once you the storyline starts developing and you start seeing what happens and then the big climax at the end, which we'll get into later, but I was like, oh, that's what he meant by that. Yeah. And so like the, the whole story came to be where they gave you the end of the movie, but it didn't ruin the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes when they do that, it kind of ruins the movie. So for instance... Um, when like it's an action movie and you know that the good guy lives at the end because he's talking to the CIA agents in a in a room with yeah. a glass mirror, you know, and you're like, okay, well I know he lives, takes so it all takes the mystery and drama out of the whole thing. Exactly, but for this movie, it didn't do that for me at all, and that's what I enjoyed is even though they showed the end, it didn't take out any of that, you know, because we didn't we didn't know. For me, it just made me want, you know, answers or whatever. Right, and It made me want to delve deeper into the movie and know what got them there and what everything. So, it, yep. yeah. And this is a movie that's not, you know, it's not built around a twist or mystery or anything, no. you know. Mm -hmm. It's just a movie about the people and the mm -hmm. land and everything, and that's what I really got from it. And that's, like you said, showing the end made me just want to know more about the people and how, how it all kind of led up to where we saw the very first beginning. Right. And that opening scene, man... <laughs> yeah, and and uh, you got a real sense of of the time period too because they're they're burying him and and to just go back to that it was really dark. It was a little too dark. Yeah, a little too dark. Like I couldn't see the characters or anything. I thought there was uh, no joke because I was watching upstairs, hooked up the HDMI to the TV through my laptop, and I thought my computer wasn't working right because it was so dark. And I was like, "There's something wrong here." I was like, "Going to turn on the brightness and stuff." Pulled out my computer, come to find out that's actually how it was shot. It mm -hmm. was just really dark. Yeah, I think I think what it was happened because we'll talk about cinematography later. Yeah, that which was absolutely amazing. But I it think was. what it was was I think they only used for this shot they only used natural light, mm. so no other lighting devices right. or anything. Some people do that. Uh, yeah, but it's so there's no there's no you know big bright because in studios or whatever you always have the big bright so you have yeah. the perfect lighting. Mm -hmm. So for me it just felt like. I was kind of there. It felt yeah. like I was kind of there. I could barely see anything. I felt I wasn't taken back by it or anything, but I I, I liked it. Yeah. Once I found out that it, it was I just on thought, purpose. right. Was, just, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm cool yeah. with this. Like, I get it. But it was. Like, I just was panicking because yeah. I was like, uh, what happened to my yeah, shit? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, you know, I was getting a little yeah. worried. It was that, like when they first released the first Blade Runner in theaters. <laughs> it was super dark. Yeah. And like no one, and that was on X. That was just because of whatever, and no one could see anything or anything like that. Yeah. Word me a little at the start too. I'm like, yeah, this yeah. whole thing gonna be dark, but uh, no, that was uh, that was the only scene that uh, it, it got that dark or whatever. But I think it played really well with what was happening around, right. where it was a very dark moment and everything. And that opening scene too, when when they're when they're shoveling the the grave for Pappy, and he comes across bones, and he goes, "Oh, this is a slave's grave." I know. He goes, "How do you know that?" You know, Jamie asking that, how do you know that? And he goes, he's shot in the head. And two it's things so that went through horrible. my head. I yeah. know. It's so It's horrible. terrible. That, that's when I knew this movie. That, that, that was just a gut punch. And then throughout this movie, yeah. you're just getting punched in the gut. Oh, every back. time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Every couple of minutes, you're just like, oh, my gosh, can I take another? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seriously. Exactly. It's, it really pushes you to see how much you can take. But, it yeah, does. this whole slave's grave thing, God, they're right. all shot in the head. Oh, man, that's horrible. Perspective-wise, too, like I didn't even realize that 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 is something in the '40s that you could bear or you could ungrave, uh, or, or unbury so uh, a a oh, grave yeah. of of a slave. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, like wow. I'm sure you could go to the south on any big find on now, any big yeah. farm and just start digging, and you'll hit bones on <laughs> yeah, damn near just, anywhere in the south. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, thank God we were born in Washington. 
I don't. I just don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's true. You know, that there was that's how they deal with slaves or whatever. No mm-hmm. marked graves or anything. They threw them in a ditch and then, yeah, put over. Yeah, pretty dark. Yeah. But uh, this movie, this movie's called Mudbound, and there's so much damn mud in this movie. There is a lot <laughs> of mud, dude. I yeah. mean, that is that's the main theme of the movie. Is this everyone's covered in this. Thick fucking mud, this shit. It's all, they're all fucking mud farmers. I don't know what they're farming, but yeah. And they're all, you know, just so invested in this land. Everyone is. Yeah. And at one point, they, uh, there's a quote they say, uh, Americans are people bound to their land. Yes. And that's true. It's, you could tell by this, the, and this family, you know, Henry and everything, it, this land was all that they had. It was mm-hmm. so important to them. And even uh, Ron Zell's family and all of them. Right. You know, bound to their land. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I thought that was an amazing quote. All right, moving on. What else do we got? Uh, specific scene-wise? Well, should we talk about some cinematography? Yeah, let's do it. This movie was absolutely beautiful. It I was. I loved it. Those long spanning shots of, like, the south when the sun's going down or, mm-hmm. like, after a rain and everything. Yeah. When, or when it showed Laura, like, out on the porch or whatever, just sitting as the sun's going down. It's, man, I thought it was amazing. Yeah. It's, a, it's a beautiful shot, but just a horrible place. The yeah. I mean, absolutely beautiful, but just a horrible place. And all those scenes, I thought, I thought the cinematography was amazing. It was great, too, and I guarantee, like, how, how brilliant was this movie that they were able to essentially shoot the whole thing on just a little property of land? You know, like with some rundown houses. Oh, yeah. Think about it. The, almost Pretty the much. entire movie, besides the opening part of the film. And besides... Uh... The barn scene. No, where was he? Like London? It wasn't in London. Berlin. Oh, he's in Germany. Germany. Germany, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's true. Good point. But I mean, just like the overall consensus of the family yeah. is like, that's pretty cheap budgeting, but, and it's pretty boring and bland to look at. But exactly. To yeah. bring up to your good point, you know, the cinematography totally like made up for it and make you feel like you it was that part of the yeah, time. It's not being shot in a Paris or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's not being shot in New York where you have these long horizon shots you can get and everything it's shot on literally a, just a mud farm yeah just a, yeah. a farm in the middle of nowhere made of mud and somehow the cinematography is was one of the best i mean one of the best cinematography that i've seen all year yeah for sure oh, and it for was sure. nothing i mean even those scenes when he was in europe they're like what three minutes at a time yeah yeah and those were definitely not the best cinematography moments for sure I mean, the best moments were when they're in their shitty little Hut. Yeah, huts. And yeah. when it's showing that shitty little racist town and everything, yep. and in the morning and the fog and everything, that's, yeah. It must have been amazing to shoot that. Yeah. Cinematography, A+. Plus. A+. Plus. A plus. From yeah. Cash Krause, yeah. A+. Plus. For sure. And it, I, it better be nominated. Cinematography for oh, a yes. Best cinematography for yeah. sure. It better be, yeah. We'll see. I know. <laughs> it's coming up. It is. Oscar season. We'll talk about that. But. Okay, what else? What is there any other scenes? Um, I'm trying to go in kind of in sequential order. I, I like the what... character development mm-hmm. of, of this movie. I felt like you really got a sense of every single character and where they came from. How they, in the beginning, they kind of told the story of Laura, how she met Henry, yeah. and then how she met Jamie. Mm-hmm. But come to find out, Jamie, you know, she kind of danced with Jamie and stuff. But then Henry's like, well, that's my brother, but he's got away with all the women. So yeah. I think Henry knew deep down that his brother was, you know what I mean, more attractive and stuff than he was and more charismatic. 
But Henry was more focused on like business and like trying to build and more gritty. You know yeah. what I mean? One thing that I I don't know if I just missed it or if they didn't say what were they doing before? Because they looked like they were pretty wealthy people, you know, at all this high end party and stuff. But it, did it ever say what they? I don't know. I don't know if it ever said what Henry did, but uh, I know Laura. Laura was she was thirty one, never mm-hmm. married. She was virgin. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew that. Part. In that time, you know, once you get past thirty one and you're still haven't been married or whatever, you, about you become seven years of life left. Yeah, you so. become the old, <laughs> yeah. you become the old hag that yeah. lives in like the corner house that no one likes to go to or mm-hmm. whatever. And I like that because it showed, and you showed that she kind of married Henry At just because, just yeah, yeah, and it showed that she didn't really like him. Right. She obviously she met Henry. And then she met Jamie, which Jamie would have seemed like the person that they sh- should have been together. Should have been together. But she was already with Henry at the point, yeah. Mm-hmm. And as for, I don't know, I know, yeah. am I right just saying Henry's dream was to always own a... Which is weird if you're... Because, I mean, he looked like he was pretty well off, and he's like, well, I'm going to go live on this... Well, he didn't intend to live on the mud. Yeah. yeah, and he also had dreams of that big house that he had bought, yeah, but he got I mean. screwed, screwed out of that. And I think it came from his history of his ancestors coming from the oh, coming from the south, mm-hmm. owning land and everything. I yep. think that's why his that was his dream. He was mm-hmm. kind of like what it seemed like he was kind of like a city slicker now. Yeah, yeah. And then where were we going? Me, his dad. Who's just a fucking redneck piece of shit. But <laughs> but he's definitely not a city slicker. And no. you can see that his dad could probably, you know, give him a lot of flack. His dad just shits on him the entire time. The entire movie. Yeah. yeah. He shits on everyone. He's a man. Man. Most of the time I'm thinking, why is he here? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, do you have to drag this pissed old man around everywhere? But uh, I guess that's what you did in the old days. Where else? Yeah, you where can't else put would him he anywhere. go? I know. Yeah. yeah. His wife died before him. She must have been miserable because normally women outlive the men. Oh, yeah, the death. And she was just like, I can't handle this asshole anymore. She was begging for death. She was. <laughs> yeah, she, she was. The best thing that happened to her life was dying. <laughs> was dying, yeah. No, she, yeah, she was probably just the biggest piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Like, yeah, but, uh, yeah, and I liked when Henry just came in one day. He's like, we're moving to Mississippi in three weeks. Yeah, and she's just like, out of nowhere. Oh, and that just shows you at the time how no how say, no, no women, had, no women had no say when it came to like the marriages and like moving and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then they, he totally, you know, uproots his entire family. Yeah, and takes them to this house. And Henry's kind of a dope, I guess. Yeah, he, he got, got conned. He got, yeah, I know. Hey, hundred bucks down deposit back in '46 was probably a that, lot of money. That used to happen all the time. I remember. Uh, Learning about it in like history of class or something about tenants doing that, you know, yeah, getting just a deposit from money. somebody and then selling it to somebody else mm-hmm. just to get more money. And then it, there's no, there's no yeah, record there, or anything. You yeah. can't find the person. There's again. no like, there's a law against it, but there's no yeah. like, there's what no are you gonna to, do? Especially if you didn't sign papers. And that's what Pappy exactly. said. He goes, "What you dope?" He goes, "You idiot" or whatever he said. He goes, "You didn't sign papers." He says, "You got, you got conned." Yeah, he's like, "You're an idiot." Yeah, he says it was on a handshake. Yeah, it's on a yeah. handshake. <laughs> Like on a handshake? What are you talking about? You, you bought a house that? on a, a handshake? handshake? Like that? It seems a little. Uh... That was fifties Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, Everything was done on a handshake. handshake. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but that that whole scene uh, really set it up for me. The relationship between Laura and mm. uh, Henry. Henry, yeah. Where Henry, he wasn't abusive. Like you could see how Pappy was. Right. But he's very headstrong and mm-hmm. stubborn. Too. Stubborn and didn't really care. Wasn't really involved in his family lives. Yeah. He was more involved in the farm and the mm. 
American dream, I guess. Well, and even their, like, not to get too graphic, but even their sex life was pretty boring, yeah. according to Laura. You and know at what one I mean? point in the movie, they even stop having sex yeah. or whatever. And, yeah, and that just totally ruins their relationship. Well, everything ruins their relationship, but, uh... Yeah. Yeah, but a relationship, character development relationships were huge. Huge. We were saying earlier how there's not really one main character. No. Which really surprised me, because, you know, usually when you have a movie that doesn't stick to one character... There's too much going on, you know. It ends up being scattered, and you end up not getting enough development or anything. But or this, not enough story this, either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this somehow found the perfect middle ground. With it did. Like six six main characters, maybe. Yeah. The but writing all, was very the, good. All their lives are intertwined in a way to where it doesn't get out of hand too much because there's not a lot going There's a exactly, lot going yeah. on, but it's simple, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And even with going back to, like, Jamie, even flashing back to Jamie in World War Two, and then with Ronzel in World War Two, you know where you think it kind of, kind of would have got scattered. Yeah, it didn't because I think it didn't, it didn't delve too deep into those. But it gave you just enough. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was, it wasn't a war movie. It, it was yeah, set, yeah, it was exactly. set during a war, but it was not a war movie. It was right. a movie about these characters and how the development and everything. And I like the philosophy. There was, there was so much diversity in the characters too, because like. And, and, and they strayed away from the stereotypes of, like, going off to war and stuff. Like Florence, which is the, the mother mm-hmm. of Ronzel, she didn't write to him one time. Did you guys pick up on that? She said she couldn't even turn. She goes, it's bad luck to uh, look back, you know, when he was driving away. That was a hard scene. That was a hard scene, absolutely. I knew, based from history, that majority of the time that they would put black people on the front of the lines, like on the mm-hmm. firing squad, you know, they were the tip of the spear, essentially. Mm-hmm. And they'd put them out there in 40, or 44, 45, 46, whatever. And they were the front lines. And just to be able to, like, when Florence, like, turned her back and she wouldn't look at her son as he left, I was just like, oh, my gosh. And I just got this bad feeling of kind of like I was anticipating what was going to happen mm-hmm. because I, I understood that through history that they were the tip of the spear, you know. Um yeah, but then we we got that the exact. I mean, that's what I was thinking. Too. I'm like, oh, he's gonna get this shit. And then we right. find out he was a commander yeah. of a tank. Tank, mm-hmm. and that's and then they did a really good job showing that when when that when World War Two was going on or whatever, there wasn't white or black. Right. You know, there was There's... allies versus Axis, and that yeah. was that was it. No matter who you were, you could. They didn't. They didn't like mixing black and white. Uh, Battalions or whatever they didn't do that a lot. So there was definitely though, based on what Ronzel was t- telling Jamie in the barn, there was definitely still racism within the U.S. Yeah. Army during that time period. Absolutely, though. with them not mixing groups or whatever. Right. He was he and was then, in charge of a, a black tank battalion. Yeah, but they were all black. They were know? all black. There were no yeah. white people that he was in charge of. Yep. But it, and it still showed that how even though he was black, he can move up through the ranks. Right. Of tank commander. That's, commander. that's huge. Yeah, yeah that's, that's huge. It. Yeah. And uh. Being a sergeant, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then it's, I love, yeah, I like that development. I like Jamie's development a lot, how it dealt with the PTSD and yes, how he kind of, because it showed kind of how two different people dealt with World War II. Or right, and their trauma. And it shocked you how you would think Ron Zell going to World War II, or he would be the one with PTSD. Mm-hmm. And he, really, he had the best time ever. I yeah. mean, I yeah. mean, he didn't even show him in a battle or anything. He might have never. No, been. Yeah, it, it did. did when oh. his friend got shot. In the oh, tank. yeah, 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 yeah. There's but that. yeah, that is the thing, though, is like, that's such a good point to make. He had a better life fighting a war than coming back to the United States yeah. of America 
in living here. He had a better time fighting the Nazis than living in this country. Yeah. Well, like he was saying, and it you know, put things in perspective. He was treated like a hero there, which yes. he which he is. You know, he's a right. war hero, and they all treat him the same because he was. What do you say? Where he was like, uh, he said he was a liberator of towns. Yeah. Where he would go in and free mm-hmm. all these people, and they and would they'd love, all cheer and they'd for him. cheer for him, and they didn't. They'd see the color of his skin, or they just saw what he did. Yeah. And then he comes back here, and you know, gives his life, sees his friends die, and just treated like shit. And and not just like treated like shit, like out of proportion, treated like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, someone who gives everything to the war or to his country mm-hmm. or whatever and comes back and his country turns his back on him. And that's another thing. The writing was so... And the acting, too. The, the writing and acting were so good because I... And I don't know if I said this on the podcast or before, but I've never been so emotionally charged watching a movie. I was I was super sad at certain points. I was furious at other points. Um, I just... I've never been that emotional in a, in a movie, at least when I watched it. And uh, I definitely was, you know, and obviously my mom was too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, same thing. I felt very involved in these people's lives. Like I was, when someone got hurt, I was, I was hurt. I was yeah. very upset when uh, this whole movie though is just, it's so tense. Everyone's, yes. it just feels like everyone's walking on the eggshells, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how it was. And that's, must have been well, so shitty to be black in the 50s. When everything you do was being like watched and scrutinized yeah. or whatever, I mean, yeah, it's. You want to talk about walking on eggshells and that everyone's on the verge of. Talk about that uh, the scene you wanted to bring up, the Vera scene. Oh, you want yeah. to talk about someone snapping? That <laughs> was fucking crazy. And that was an interesting development too, because her husband had worked for Henry on the farm, and he fired him earlier on in the movie. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you didn't figure that you were going to see them again after that. No, I didn't think so And either. then she just walks up out of nowhere holding a knife, mm-hmm. telling Laura to drive her to town so she can kill her husband. That was a tense scene, too, yeah. because I was like, is she going to stab one of those kids? Is she going to stab a pregnant lady? You know, because yeah. she was pregnant, too, at the time. Yeah, and then at, one, at the end of that, when uh, Laura says, I'm not going to drive you, I don't even have the keys, and then it shows the keys in the house, but... And again, and good cinematography. She kind of gives, course, a good yeah. shot. She gives up on the fact that she's going to help her. I thought she was going to kill herself. So did honestly. I. That's why I, I thought the whole time that's what she was yeah. going to do. Yeah, I'm like this lady. But I think that, again, just shows you how shitty life was right. for everyone. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it was much more for African-American and stuff, but just how shitty everyone was. Yeah. Just so invested. Yeah. And why did he fire that guy? Because he wasn't Cause, doing anything. Because he wasn't right? doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. He was a piece of shit. Yeah. 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 And we, yeah. we yeah. found out that he was a piece of shit later on because he was sleeping with other women. Yeah, you know? that's it, yeah. And that's yeah. why she wanted to kill and him. He, and she stabbed him, I can't remember how many times. 17. 17 times. And then, yeah, and then she said that she was found wandering through town covered in blood. As if she had soaked in it. Yeah. That was the, the quote from the movie. Crazy yeah. ass bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she was done with that shit. <laughs> She said, look, I go live on this muddy ass farm. All right, I got kids I gotta take care of, and you're gonna cheat on me? No, sir. That <laughs> ain't gonna happen. You and you don't got a job? You ain't got a job? You're worthless. I'm literally covered in mud 24 <laughs> hours of the day. Everything is covered in mud. You just gotta imagine that your life is just Oh, terrible. Yeah, every day. I mean terrible. Like another uh, good character development I liked was how uh, how Laura at one point she said, you know, her favorite day was Saturday. Saturday. It was bath day. Because yeah. that was the only day that she felt human again mm-hmm. you know and i liked how uh 
how Jamie's character ended up building a shower for her. Yeah. So that was, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, those scenes like that were scenes where you're just thinking throughout this movie, oh, this can't get anything anymore. I mean, this no. is just so bad. This is so depressing. It was little tiny scenes like that that gave you hope for the characters. Yeah. That made it so this movie wasn't just two hours long of the most depressing things in the yeah. world. Yeah. It was just little tiny scenes where the character development really shined through that thick mud. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And and also, like I, I've said it before, but I put it in perspective as far as like our lives are actually pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. I mean, in 2017 or 2018 now, whatever. <laughs> but in 2018, our lives are pretty damn good because when he built that shower for her, she could only shower a bucket at a time. Did you yeah. notice that? Oh, yeah. Like, when they filled it up. And she was, was like, in oh. heaven. Yeah, yeah, she was like, oh, this is great. I'm like, that water is friggin' cold, <laughs> yeah. okay? That is cold uh, well water. And that, okay? that was a great cinematography t- uh, scene, too, where mm-hmm. the light shining. And the sun, she's, yeah. She was bathed in sunshine and also mm-hmm. the water and everything. And, yeah. that was, and that's another thing where you saw Jamie was taking notice a lot more than Henry was. Mm-hmm. You know, Henry was completely off doing his own thing or yeah. whatever. Why Jamie Days was. at a time going and buying hogs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. 50s shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Getting going on benders, getting yeah. drunk, going to the casino. Yeah, but it was, it was scenes like that where it showed you how detached Henry was. Yeah. And how consumed he was with the farm. Because everything was right. the farm. You know, what's the point of having a farm? You can have the best farm in the world, but if your family hate, hated you for never being there or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was great. Character development. Yeah, Jason Clark. Jason Clark, yeah. Who's in, of course, uh, Planet of the Apes. He is. He's in a lot of stuff. He's awesome. Should we talk about Pappy? <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's talk about him. Go ahead. You you start this off. Pappy, he's played by I had his name on Jonathan here. Banks. Jonathan Banks, who's awesome. He's in tons of stuff. Breaking Bad, yeah. most notably. Never I don't know if I've hated a character quite as much. I had to keep reminding myself that <laughs> that was an actor and that's not actually how the guy is. Yeah. That's he was he was very good at this role. There's very good so at being a piece much, of shit. Yeah, there's so much hate in this guy. Yes, that everything even uh, and we we keep talking about character development. But character development is so good, and that character development between him and Jamie, where that scene where they got drunk or whatever, and he was talking about how many people you kill or whatever. Yes, and you could and you could tell how torn up Jamie is. Mm-hmm. You can tell by the way that he's drunk twenty four hours right, a day. Yeah. <laughs> But that, yeah, Pappy, he referred to the alcohol as his medicine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, but that development where he's like, "How many people are you care?" And he's like, "I don't know." He's like, "A man should look at the people he kills in the face or whatever." Mm-hmm. And then the Jamie goes, "All I know is more than one." Yeah, yeah. And that was brutal because you know, Pappy killed one person in World War Two. Yep. And I'm sure Jamie probably heard about it for the, his entire life right. about what a hero he was or whatever for killing one guy. Yeah, for killing in one 1918. guy. 1918. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, that that development, and then, like we said, the Pappy character in general, that must be a hard role to take on. It would be very hard, and I don't know how you would. I think that's a role where you do, and then you just gotta kind of separate yourself from everything after. I think you would have to. Yeah, where you kind of have to take a break. Yeah, and I don't know how you'd be able to like communicate with the other actors too, especially the black actors, like you know, calling them the words that he was calling them, and not just once or twice. Like this movie used a lot of uh, racial slurs. A lot. Well, yeah, I, 
and people, some people are against that. A lot of people are were mad when Quinn turned to, but that's the reality. That's of the, the world. reality of what the the in 40s, 90s, yeah. yeah, in forties, fifties, you're not going to go to the south and not hear the N word. Right, you're just not going to. There's not a world where that exists. And I think I think we we don't need to be coddled in this society. We need to see the reality, so that way we never go back to that. Exactly. Yeah, you can't you can't make a movie and pretend that shit didn't happen. Yeah. Right. Well, who are who, yeah, who just are you like, just happened. like when you make Saving Private Ryan, you don't pretend that. You know, you just die a victorious death. Like, the beaches of Normandy. People were blowing up. Soldiers were crying on the beaches, you know. That's the reality of war. Mm -hmm. Just like the reality of the, the systematic racism that we've had in this country for hundreds of years. It's a reality. And I think when you show that and when you're honest with your audience, it, it helps the fact that we'll never... It, it really shows us that we never want to go back to that again, Yeah, you know. Well, it's like I know it's it's who who are you helping by not showing it? Right. I mean, who who are you doing this for by not showing it? Mm -hmm. I know African Americans are against. Oh, some people are against saying the N word in TV, but it's like, I think and like I said earlier, I think this is a movie where everyone should watch it. Yes. You should show this movie in in schools in, schools. in history classes. Oh, for sure. Because it paints such a realistic view yep. of what that time was. And people, people shouldn't. People need to know. I yeah. mean, you, you can't pretend it didn't happen, right? You, I mean, it happened. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. it happened, and it's a definitely the shitty part of American history. But yeah. I mean, it's like it's the same thing as like pretending that. Um, I, I keep using World War II references, but like pretending that um, Hitler didn't try to eliminate the entire Jewish yeah. people. You have to know that. That way, we can never have that happen Go again. Go that far yeah. again, yeah. Exactly, and that's why we learn history, so it doesn't doesn't so it does, repeat itself. Right, yeah. And that's, yeah, that's, I'm glad they, obviously this movie had no problem with doing everything right. exactly how uh, uh, they would have seen it mm -hmm. in the 40s and 50s. Yeah. Which is crazy. I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I couldn't either. I'm so glad I, we, I, I couldn't was imagine in this era. Yeah, I couldn't imagine going down and visiting the south or whatever and just but that's how it was you know everywhere yeah people are saying the n-word everywhere you know, right not just in the south crazy it is crazy man we should talk about the jamie and ronzel relationship yeah because this was one was of the highlights we've been talking about some probably the some heavy hitters i know i want to talk about thing. something yeah. good <laughs> for like five minutes it was definitely refreshing a, a breath of fresh air to get those scenes even though those scenes were all eventually plagued yeah with uh, but that whole development with uh, Jamie coming back and not having anyone to talk to about uh, the war and everything. Yeah, because Pappy was an asshole to him, and no, Henry was you couldn't talk to Pappy off. about your feelings or being no. <laughs> Pappy's some old son of a bitch who's telling you to buck up or whatever, go play in the mud. But uh, but yeah, that development was amazing, and then I liked how it went back and kind of showed how. It all kind of spawned how Jamie had PTSD, how he almost got shot down, mm -hmm. but then he was saved by a, a like a black pilot, right? Yeah. By the whatever the Red Tails or whatever they were, mm -hmm. the only division of all black pilots. I love that. I love that, that. And that was kind of a big reveal. Like we understood why like Jamie had completely changed his views on things. Yeah. Exactly, and yeah. I think that's yeah, and I think that was that was the turning point where right. maybe if that didn't happen, Jamie would have came back. Still been an asshole. Still been maybe, yeah. We don't know what Jamie was like before, right? We only saw yeah. him in that one scene, but uh, but yeah, I think that's where it turned. And I think, I think that happened to a lot of people that went to war and then fought alongside these black people. Yeah. I think they all came back and saw 
how she I think it was it was all people that didn't go that when they came back they were all still treated treated like shit people that didn't go and fight and anything but then still had a thought they had a voice too yeah all these people the n-word and whatnot yeah but yeah that that development the whole thing with him showing his his kid to Jamie and everything which was great. Which you, I, yeah. Which, well, that was another big reveal for me, too. I did not expect that. Did you guys expect that to happen? I just thought he got a picture of her, and then I saw the kid, and I go, oh, no. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. He left a kid in Germany. And the, at the time, in the picture, it looked like the kid was three or four years old. Yeah. You know? I was Fuck. like, uh-oh. That kid's doing a lot better off there than he yeah. would be in the yeah, South. Sure. <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that's we, for sure. And I liked I liked those scenes where Jamie was like, "Why don't you go back? Why don't yeah. you?" He goes, "Why are you staying here?" And that Jamie just couldn't understand it. But Ronzel had a family that he cared for, whereas mm-hmm. Jamie couldn't give a shit about because yeah, they're all horrible yeah. people. Yeah. yeah, and that was the only thing keeping Ronzel there. And Jamie like couldn't really understand it. Yeah. Yeah. I really like those. I would have never left Germany. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I like when they first started meeting up, too, because Ronzel was very careful around yeah. Jamie. Oh, yeah. He did not trust him at all. Um, well, that's how they were, I'm sure, about around everyone. Oh, that showed yeah. him any kind of... Any kind of... Uh, yeah, there was a hidden agenda. You must have yeah. had to assume. Which is so shitty that you have to walk around thinking everyone... That, is out to get you. That even the people that show the slightest... The slightest care or show mm-hmm. that you're human, you think, oh, this guy's got something else. Planned. He's got a big, yeah. Just, He's got yeah. an end game yeah. here. But uh, but once, uh, you know, obviously Jamie had that thing where the car popped and then he dropped to the ground. Yeah. Ronzel came over and he introduced himself, you know, blah, 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 or said, or that goes away. Yeah. yeah, that goes away. The after scene a while. where he throws him his hat and he's shaking. Yeah, and then he, yeah. yeah, that was such a good mm-hmm. scene because it shows you that. Scene. Ronzel was also dealing with PTSD, yeah. but just in his own way, you oh, know, as we yeah. touched on earlier. Um, well, Ronzel had a family he could talk to and whatnot. Right. I mean, that's... Jamie oh, didn't have it. He just turned to the bottle. And I, this was one of my high notes. This was one of my high notes for this movie. The acting when Ronzel came home. Holy shit. The oh, entire family was the most... Because, I mean, none of them are related in real life, but when he came home, I felt the love of that family, and I felt, like, how, like, authentically joyed they were mm. that he was home. I, like I almost cried during yeah, that scene. It was fantastic acting by the entire cast. I, I really, I really... That was definitely a highlight of the movie for me. Because I was just like, wow. Great performances by all of them. Yeah. You know, the dad hugs him and st- starts crying and talking yeah. to him, telling him he's proud of him and stuff. I was just like, whew, this is like a positive heavy hitter. And I was so glad to see Ronzel home because I'm not going to lie. Well, once again, it was, it was those scenes where, yeah. like, this movie was an hour, 45 minutes of horrible depression. But it was those little scenes that kept you kept you hoping. Kept you hoping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kept gave, you hoping. Gave you a spark of hope that, yeah. that maybe these <laughs> characters would be all right. Yep. But, uh, yeah, that's the – and even the scene when uh, Jamie came back and Henry – Henry was really happy that he was back. Yes. Henry was the only one. Or oh, and Laura and Laura all the kids too. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, they were really happy and everything. Pappy. Pappy could give two shits. Oh, no. Yeah. He, like, he sees him every day. Oh, this yeah. guy's back. Yeah. It's been four years? Oh, okay. What the hell have you been? Yeah. That's another thing that I'd like to point out, too, that, that I don't think a lot of people understand. Because, like, in today's society, like, when people go out to war, like, if you're going to fight, it's called, you know, you go on a tour, so you're gone for a year and then you come back, mm-hmm. right? Or sometimes it's 18 months, depending on de- your deployment. But in World War II, 
when you were gone, you didn't come back till the war was over. Mm-hmm. In most cases, unless you were severely injured or whatever. But yeah, it went on some weird point system, or even yeah. after even after they took Germany or whatever, there were still people that had to go over to Japan right, and fight to now. fight. It's like where did it? So if you if you came in really early for like a year, or whatever, you'd get some points or whatever. And mm-hmm. if you had enough at the end, you could go home. But if not, it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what happens when you, I guess, because it's such a weird system when you get drafted or whatever, where usually when you just join, you get to say, I want to be in for four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're drafted, you're into the war. Ends. Exactly. Or until you die, which is, yeah. or until you get shot right. or sent home with no leg or whatever, where you can't do anything. Yeah. Brutal time. Thank was. God we're not back yet. Yeah, I, don't know God. I, could, I don't know if I could go fight. I don't, yeah. know, I don't think I could do much over there. Yeah. Shitty shitty times it was too and i couldn't believe too like and some of these things like you don't even think about either like when jamie and ronzel were in the truck and he had to drop down because mm-hmm. he was supposed to ride in the back yeah i'm like geez it, like that level you know what i mean like that level of ridiculousness like really that you can't even sit and then even in front when, with him? even when jamie was like no no you sit in front yeah, and then Ronzel was like, uh, uh, "No," and it it showed you kind of how Jamie didn't even realize. Yeah, because he, I mean, obviously he's never had to deal with that or yeah. anything. You know, he's he's not black. He's why he's never had that problem. And Jamie's like, "No, no just just sit in front." He didn't really understand no, why he, he was making such yeah. a big deal. And he, and then and then Ronzel knew though that if he got caught riding in the front, he'd get he'd get maybe killed, killed. or maimed or right. yeah, whatever. There was that scene I really want to talk about to uh, the back, the um, I'll, I'll reword it, you guys. <laughs> but the the scene where Ronzel's just coming home, mm-hmm. he's in the store, and the counter lady was really nice to him. You know, yeah. she was talking, being uh, uh, polite and stuff like that. And then fucking Pappy and his piece of shit friends come on in, and. They're assholes to him, right? Immediately. It did not take long for Pappy to find a gang of yeah, <laughs> white gang of, people. Yeah, other old white people. I mean, miserable. I'm sure they're just attracted to those oh, types. Yeah, I know. For sure. Just, yeah, yeah. But um, I, I absolutely love the line that, because uh, I had to write it down, which now I can't find it, of course. That's how it normally generally works, but paraphrasing here. But he talked about... Uh, Pappy tries to be like, oh, you got to use the back door, boy. You know, You know the rules, this and that. And he goes, Pappy, who doesn't even own the store. Yeah, he doesn't own the <laughs> store. Yeah, he's just being he a He comes dick. in and starts making the rules. Yeah. Uh, he goes, uh, we fought Hitler while you were sitting at home in your comfortable home. I know. That's it's, what Ronzel said. When, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. When he I was said like, that. fist bumping. No, I, was I, was like, hoping, yeah. I, was, I was hoping he wouldn't say anything. I'm yeah. like, just walk out. Yeah. Just walk out. And you knew. I just knew because he just got home. Mm-hmm. He just got back from a place where he never had to use the back door. Right. Where he could always just walk in or yeah. whatever. I knew he was going to say something. Like that. I thought they were going to kill him. Just yeah, right there. I thought yeah. he was going to catch a punch or something. <laughs> yeah, me too. And you could see, you know, the, the astonishment in Pappy's face. Oh, yeah. Well, it was such a good insult. It oh, was, yeah. It was yeah. hilarious. It was like, you know what? No, you don't tell me what to do. Yeah, it was... Uh, well, that just showed you uh, what we've been talking about. He went and fought Hitler or whatever. Right. And now he's got to come use the back door. Yeah. It's so shitty. It is. I like that scene. I like a scene where him and Jamie get, uh, get drunk. Yes. And they're all just BSing yeah. and everything. That That... That was such a, that scene was so good because you could just tell it was such a relief for Jamie to uh, to be able to talk to someone about all this. You know, there was no yeah. vet's clinic or anything. Yeah. You go back then, you just drank. 
pretty much the only time that you could get a laugh in in this movie, too, is when they were together. When they were hanging out. Like when yeah. Jamie tells him a story about accidentally forgetting he pissed in his helmet and put it on his head. Oh, that was a really I, good That was yeah. awesome, yeah. <laughs> that was really good. And I didn't think about that either. I was like, oh, duh, where the hell are they going to piss in a plane for 8, 12 hours at yeah. a time? In their helmets or whatever. So, yeah, yeah it was funny because it put it, it made you understand, and then you were laughing about it because, yeah, that, that high, it, does, it would freeze. So, yeah, that was a good scene. I forgot about this scene. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, and that scene was so good because, I don't know, you just felt... You know that they were just you know brothers, brothers in arms. Brother, or whatever. Yep. They weren't black or white. They were just brothers there, and then, but you just knew something bad was gonna happen. Yeah. Which. Oh, we got to talk about Hap, and that broken leg leg scene with Henry. Oh yeah. Broke his leg trying to fit put together that church right, mm-hmm. and he fell off the same time like, uh, uh, Ronzel and uh, Jamie were at war, right? Because yeah. they were gone yeah. at that time. So we're kind of backtracking a little yeah. bit. So, but it showed you just how hardcore Henry was. He didn't care that Hap's leg was broken. It was broken bad too. Um, but Florence said something very interesting that that she said uh, because obviously Laura, which was the wife of Henry, she had taken money. She had gotten the safe combination from Henry's. Did you notice Henry's safe combination? Was the date the Confederates won some battle? I don't remember what battle. Oh. She goes, he thought I didn't know the safe combination. And so that shows you who Henry really truly was, too, as well. Yeah. And uh, she pulled out the money to, to fix his leg, but that leg was messed yeah. up. Compound fracture. Yeah. Remember, he tries to walk on it yeah. again. Jesus. And, then <laughs> and then Laura, she says, you know, she, finally, she goes, I, I didn't think there was a good white person out there. Mm-hmm. She goes, yeah. you know, my faith is basically restored. Well, I can't talk enough about scene. Laura and Carrie Mulligan who yeah. played her. She was phenomenal. Great. Her, Jamie, Ronzel, I thought, all everyone in this movie everyone, really shined, yeah. but Laura, Carrie Mulligan was absolutely... Oh, Ronzel was amazing. He was. The first thing I saw him in was... Uh, what was that movie where Dr. Dre... Straight and, Outta Compton. Straight Outta Compton. That was the first movie I saw him in. But uh, yeah, that guy should get a lot of work. You know... Um, Ha- the guy who plays Hap, he's in a lot of Netflix stuff, and we talked about him before. Yeah, this is like the first time that he's been a main guy and had like multiple scenes other than just like a side character because he's in all the Marvel. Oh, they're just getting his shows. ass kicked yeah. by every superhero yeah. in New and, York. <laughs> <laughs> and you really got to see how good of an actor he is in this movie. And oh yeah, I, I really oh, enjoyed sure. his performance. Yeah. Like, I just felt everything that he was portraying and. It was amazing. He just felt so bad for him when he broke yeah. his leg. Because back then, when you break your leg, you're useless. Yeah. You can't, there's no insurance or anything. Your family is just going to starve. And and they gave you a good sense of that, too. Especially if you're black. If you're black and you break your leg, no one cares that you break no. your leg. They just want you out there working. And Henry literally literally yeah. conveyed that. He yeah. goes, I, I don't care if your leg's broken. And we got these th-. He goes, my family's working double time, man. Like, what do you want me to do? Exactly. No. And he goes, you can rent, rent you a mule. mule. It's like the whole thing was him just the whole thing was him just ripping him off. Yeah. Yeah, It was him gaining some kind of money or leverage, and how you couldn't just give him the mule or whatever. And it was his it was his land. Mm -hmm. They're sharecroppers, so it was his land that they were farming or whatever. And he still wouldn't give him any an inch of sympathy or anything. So it, it, it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It just. 
all the different way, all the different like human rights violations in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, yeah, like not only, not right only they're being racist and whatnot, but they're also screwing them over financially. You know, yeah. to a point where they're not even able to do the work. Be- yeah, not OSHA approved. I just realized that. Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely not OSHA approved. Yeah, but well, just, it was like, I mean, it was after the Civil War. Slaves were free or but these. These were the just the next level yep. of slaves, yep. which were pretty much damn slaves. They got paid probably a fucking nickel a day. Yep. And then when you break your leg, you're you know, you're forced. And it was so shitty that I broke his leg. And then Ron Zell even had to stay there even longer. Yeah. Because all I wanted, even though this uh, Ronzel's family was awesome and everything, I just wanted Ronzo to get out. Right, of right. You wanted to get, get out of that out situation. Of there. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I knew it was just a waiting game for something bad yeah. happened, and something bad did happen. We, we, you guys want to get into that? I don't think there's any other ones. I think yeah. we pretty much touched up. So was this the most emotional scene for you guys? I just felt, I just, I hate seeing this kind of stuff in the movies, but I don't hate the movie, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. But obviously, it's it, not something you no, want to yeah. watch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like fucking. It. I can't believe that. Like coming from now, 2018, you cannot believe that that kind of shit happened to people and a generation ago yeah well let's let's explain what happened it's so messed up so ronzel gets a picture from the german lady who he uh had a relationship with right obviously they spend a lot of time together or something she sent him a picture that she had a kid white lady right with a black kid it's never good no the time period and uh so he shows the picture to jamie and then, like, what, 15 minutes later, he loses the picture. Mm-hmm. And oh, who finds it? Oh, my gosh. It? Of course, Pappy does in the truck. Pappy mm-hmm. finds it immediately. Pappy gets a gang of good old boys together. Like, fucking... And that, that scene between Jamie and Ronzel, when Jamie's trying to do everything he can. Yeah. Where he's like, she's just some German, some Nazi whore or whatever. Yeah. He's like, everyone banged her or whatever. That's what. That's a good point to bring up because I was going to say he was trying to rationalize and trying to save. He was being strategic about it too, yeah. and trying to well, save. He was. He was not acting like this is my friend. He was trying to act like you know one right. of them, and maybe they could, will just forget about it and see that he's one of them. And right. he will try to talk some sense into him. So she that it was him against his dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he couldn't couldn't convince his dad not to do just a terrible mortally thing. wound this mm-hmm. guy forever for life. Yeah. And so, honestly, did you guys when when Jamie woke up because they knocked Jamie out, right? But well, we should talk real. I quick thought about he was going to shoot someone when he had the gun because remember yeah, Jamie so got I. the gun, and I was yes. thinking because obviously he would have been killed quickly. Mm. Yeah. But I'm like, just get a couple of shots off. Yeah, just, 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 just pump, shoot a couple of those just assholes. Pump Pappy yeah. through <laughs> fucking couple bolts of lead. Just yeah. get it done with. Get shot. But uh, yeah, but that's the same thing as you didn't really want Jamie to do anything because you didn't want Jamie to get hurt either. Right. You just wanted somehow, but you knew someone was coming out of this, mm-hmm. you know, maimed. And then them, and then having Jamie pick. Yeah, they had to have him decide. Yeah, balls, tongue, or eyes. Yeah. Fucking. But hell. he made the right choice. If I had to choose three. Yeah. Adios. I ain't talking no more, boys. We do that. And this I th- podcast I, is no and, more. And I thought I, I thought about that for a little while. I'm like, man, what would be the right choice there? Balls are obviously not the right choice. <laughs> I mean, because like, that, that could, most like, likely be... could have killed you too. Because I doubt they were like cauterizing the wound or anything. Yeah. yeah. But uh, oh. yeah, having yeah. I was choose. gonna say if I was like youth and or not euthanized. If I was, uh, what's the word? Uh, esteem. Uh, 
my God. What's a vasectomy? Yeah, if I had one of those, you know, that'd be one thing. But not to just do it with a dull knife <laughs> in the middle of the barn, you know. Yeah, that's I'm, not I'm happening. sure these guys don't have the steadiest hand. Half no. of them are probably drunk. They're yeah. fucking 75, 80-year-old <laughs> no. grumpy white men. Yeah, they got shaky hands. Yeah. So they made Jamie choose and Jamie... I didn't expect them to uh, actually go with his choice. I didn't expect him to actually choose. No, I thought that. I thought honestly, when he woke, I thought they, they had killed him. Killed him. So did I. Yeah. Honestly. No, just took out his tongue. Yeah. She might as well just fucking kill him. I mean, that's just horrible. Can you oh, imagine? God. The pain. And he was already got the shit beat out of him. He was he naked, strung up. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about Jamie getting revenge then, which is the sweetest part. <laughs> yes, it was. It was so satisfying for me. Even in the way that they did it was yes, so satisfying. Yeah. Her Jamie came up. He was all beaten up. And just fucking smothered him. And I love well, that he's before he that. Woke, woke him up. up. He's like, yeah. I just wanted to look, look you in the eye. Look in eye before I did this. <laughs> oh, I love that. God, we're freaking cheering upstairs, man. I was like, yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah, you yeah. did, you fuck. Yeah. I was just hoping he killed him before. Yeah, before any of that. Yeah. I think that would have probably been better. But I think I think that was the whole uh, thing go by development. That was the tipping point for Jamie, you know? Uh, he hated this man. He couldn't kill him, though. He is his dad. Mm-hmm. You always, you will always have that connection right. or whatever. But that was a tipping point when you saw really how what a piece of shit he was, yep. and that guy had to die. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, he those had are the to. kind of people that they just, just have, have to, to die. die. Yeah, yeah. You, they can't, they can't go back. You can't turn your way. I mean, nope. That's a seventy-five-year-old man full of hate. Yeah, just that's been just brilliant. And he ain't doing no good for anyone. No, you know what I mean. Someone's got to take care of him. If anything, well, he's even, a yeah, burden I mean, on society. Yeah, not even is he just a piece of shit, but he does nothing around the farm. Right. He he got pissed when he had to go live out in the shack or whatever. He which... got pissed when there was a piano in his room. Yeah, <laughs> like, you asshole. Yeah, that guy did nothing, but nothing. he expected everything. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, entitled. I'm so glad they killed him. <laughs> so was I. that was a highlight of the movie. Well, it actually ended on pretty good terms for which I'm very surprised. Everybody, it did. It did. And I, the whole time, though, you know, obviously we get from the beginning of the movie, we get to that point where it's at the end of the movie. Yeah, right. But where the beginning inter- intertwines, and they reveal that Ronzel's under the carriage. Mm-hmm. But I honestly thought that was his dead body. He wasn't moving. He was unconscious. I was like, I thought he was dead. Same. And I, think and I was like, is he dead? Is he yeah. alive? Are they trying to secretly bury him somewhere? What the hell is going on? But we find out later what happened. Yeah. But, so I was just curious. What did you guys think? Did you guys think he was dead or what? Oh, I thought he, the, And the way they kept showing his body, and I think maybe that was probably intentional. Intended. That they yeah. kind of wanted you to wonder if he had died or whatever. But, uh, Yeah. That was, that was crazy. I thought I thought he died. I thought he died for sure. Yeah, cutting out your tongue. I thought that when they found him hanging in the church, that he was dead. But yeah, I after they that showed too. him in the carriage, I thought I kind of thought that he would still be alive. But I just showed you what a fucking fighter this guy yeah, is. Seriously, like he yeah. was not letting these white people have anything. Nope. He was still gonna go on, live his life, be happy, and be happier than all these other. White old men, yeah, old fucking, yeah. And and the movie, the movie ended on a on a positive note, yeah. And I liked how it even showed even the smaller characters because his little sister, Ronzel's little sister, always talked about how she wanted to be a stenographer. Mm-hmm. And then we see her writing at the end. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was like, oh well, that's and really his cool. His family bought that nice farm that's not covered in mud. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was 
that whole writing part was important, I thought, because, mm-hmm. you know, his dad, his dad knew how to read and write, which is very rare. rare. Which is, yes. Yeah, which, and he read to the family, he read uh, the letters, he sent letters and everything, yep. I thought. And I really liked, we talked about Hap somehow, but I really liked how Hap what kept saying to his daughter, oh, you can do anything you want. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, you can be a stenographer. And yeah. even when her brother was like, there's no black stenographers. She, and he's so like, oh, she'll, she'll be the first one. Exactly, first. yes. I love, I love that. And it's, yeah. yeah, and that was just, that seems like that was so amazing to me. I was like, because it was like, how do you put on a smile every day? Yeah. When you're living in that kind of world mm-hmm. where everyone around you hates you. You literally have to make an effort and choose to be happy. Every yeah, day. you have to. You have to under and those terrible circumstances. Yeah, and it's amazing to me that they, yeah. they were able to do that. Even when Hap broke his leg and everything, Yeah, he was still always happier than Henry. Mm-hmm. Henry, you never saw a smile, a smile no. once. Henry had that kind of backwards development. Where once he moved to the south, his real roots kind of started to show. Right. And he just got worse and worse and worse. Yep. He became the pappy. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. We didn't talk about Jamie sleeping I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right after you said that, I was like, well, we didn't talk about Jamie and Laura, but. Yeah. Which was. Uh, we saw great. that coming the whole movie, though. Yeah. yeah. There was even, obviously even, some it was so sexual tension between them. Ken Dog was watching it, too. And, like, within 20 minutes, he goes, after, you know, they, they've both been introduced, he goes, they're going to sleep together. I go. You're probably right, Kendall. <laughs> Jeez, I want him to run away t- together. Yeah. That's I know. what I want. <laughs> I know. But it was, yeah. And when he was, was packing his bags, I thought maybe she was going to be like, can the kids come? <laughs> like, can, can we just pack up? Or can I just come? Yeah, can I just come? Yeah. Fuck the kids. I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah, but, uh, yeah. That's what some people used to do. They used to start brand new lives. They'd leave their kids behind and everything. I mean, oh, men more still than, do it. No, I know. <laughs> it's a little harder now with social media and stuff. Yeah. We're going to find you. Oh, You're going to pay me, that child yeah. support. But back in 44, you know, it'd be a lot easier just to be like, peace. Well, yeah, you can literally move the next town over. No one would no ever one know where you were. There's yeah. no way of caught no phone. I mean, there's not, yeah. I guess they did have phones back then, but uh, yeah, landlines, yeah, corded phones. Yeah, and you had, and I'm sure back in the south, I'm sure they did not have phones. Uh, no, that shack didn't have power. Oh, so I'm gonna say no. they didn't have phones. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's a safe bet, Mr. Kraus. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and that was that was just more character development between Laura and uh, Jamie, which I was so happy that they got together. Yes. So so was I. Uh, but yeah, but you really wanted them to end up together. A little risky in the shack. You know, it was pretty wide open where the kids When the mood the calls wasn't though, you just got to gotta do it. You got to go. You got to get down true. in the mud. That is true. You got to get down dirty. I like sometimes. how you tied that in. <laughs> Good job. But uh yeah. So I think on that note, I think we are uh, going to wrap this up. Yeah. Closing thoughts. Yeah. Uh closing thoughts. Great pick this week, Cash. Good job. That's just what I do. Yeah, that's what you do. I pick great that's movies. what you do. Uh, probably the best Netflix original I've watched, as far as yeah. the movie is concerned. Definitely. Uh, best one I've watched. Everything on this movie struck a chord with me. If we could go back to our top movies, this would be on one. Yes. For oh, sure. for sure, without a doubt. And I'm actually really disappointed that this movie didn't doesn't have more traction. It wasn't. I I've not heard anything as far as Oscar nominations yeah. for anything in this movie. This this movie was incredible like all around incredible um the fact that uh, this is not one of the top movies right now or wasn't one of the top movies uh when it was first released blows my mind yeah because it was just so well done the acting was superb cinematography was amazing the storytelling was great um and you just i felt so emotionally invested into every single character 
whether that was I hated one person, loved another one, was compassionate for another. It just struck a chord on every level for me. This movie was uh, fantastic. Exactly. Like you said, I saw one trailer for it on Netflix or whatever, and then I never... As soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, wow, that's definitely something I want to see. Yeah. But you 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 didn't hear anything about it. Mm-mm. And like we said earlier, this movie, it is, it's a great movie, but I also think it's an important movie. I yeah, think it's a movie totally. that, I think it's a movie that people should definitely see. I think it's a movie that you should sit down, even with your younger kids or something, maybe not five years old or anything, but <laughs> right. teenagers, younger kids. I think it's important because I don't think... Especially, I mean, puts a lot in perspective. Yeah. And when when we were in school, we never learned about. We learned that there's slavery, but we never learned the real details. Right. Or it's yeah. just yeah. And we didn't we didn't really learn about the people or anything. We just learned about the war. Right. And even then, we still, even now, you know, they still praise people of the South and whatnot, yeah. which is I don't know, it's mind boggling to me. Yeah. Did that. But uh, but yeah, this movie it was so dark. And not just that first scene, but it was, uh, <laughs> but it was so dark, uh, just in general. But it's still the beauty, still you know, kind of uh, seep Seeps through out. the seep yeah. through the mud, the thick, thick mud. And that's and it's such a yeah. And the mud was such an important part too because it's these people were covered in this shit and everything. But every once in a while, you get something, something beautiful, right? And then, yeah, and the the character development was absolutely amazing. The cinematography we've all talked about, probably my favorite cinematography of the year. But uh, the voiceovers, uh, the way they felt filled in, kind of how they uh, the recollections of everything through the voiceover, I thought mm-hmm. it was a great storytelling device. And I just uh, I thought it was really effective too. Yeah, and I loved it. Michael, you hated this movie. Well, <laughs> no, I didn't hate this movie. And it's, I love this podcast because it makes me watch things that I would have never chosen to pick on my own. Because I don't like watching these kinds of movies because it makes me feel like a piece of shit. But it's just, it's a great movie and I do agree that everybody should watch this. It puts everything in perspective for you and it makes you want to go out and treat people better. Not yeah. not that I am fucking... Not that you're people gonna... bad, but <laughs> right. It, it makes you just aware of everything around you and just how good it is today versus just a handful of years ago. That's totally right, man. It's de- totally right. It's depressing and sad, but that's the way the world is. The yeah. world is depressing and sad. It is. It's always been like that. We can't, you know, go around with our hands over our ears, you know, not being able to listen or anything. That's yep. I think that, and that's another reason why I think these movies are important is because it shows the reality yeah. of the world. Whereas nobody ever wants to talk about it. Yeah, no, no, no one ever. But it's but it gives such great storytelling. There's so many stories that haven't been told because people don't want to be depressed or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Go go see this movie, then go see an Avengers movie or something. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean, just go. Yeah, lighten the mood up a little. Don't bit, watch yeah. this, then watch Twelve Years a Slave. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't no, know how dude, many of these oh, movies you can take yeah. until. Uh, so watch this. Watch something like because it is a definitely a heavy movie. It mm-hmm. is for sure. A lot of themes played here, and whew, you walk away with something for yeah, sure. Yeah, you do. You walk away with a hatred for the white man. Yes, <laughs> you do. <laughs> so we should rate this. Yeah. Who wants to go first? Well, go. I'm I'm curious to see Michael because honestly, when this when I was watching this movie, I go, this is maybe not a movie Michael would typically pick or watch. No, it's, it's actually. Not. I, I thought the same thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because you like Marvel movies and, and yeah. you like I'm those kind of, of upbeat movies. Meathead ish yeah. movie guy. Yeah. 
um, Fast 8 and shit, but... <laughs> no, um, this was a really good movie, like, overall done every... I mean, we've talked about it multiple times on here, so I'm not going to go into everything again, but just based on the fact that you can sit there and watch this movie and truly feel every single bit of emotion from all the characters in this movie, it's an amazing picture, and I'm going to give it a 98% from me, and I'll probably never watch it again because it was so depressing to me, but I am super glad that Cash picked it and that I've seen it. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. That's funny. You're welcome for me creating this movie, yeah. <laughs> writing and directing it. Great first directing and writing. You job. guys are all welcome. You know, I don't see you on this IMDb page, but yeah, the, I don't, oh, I, that's I'm your behind, stage name. Yeah, I'm behind the scenes. Ah, there we go. I'm a D. Reese. That was the director's name. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay there we go. <laughs> Well, what'd you think, Mace? Uh, for me, and I actually gave it the exact same score as well. I gave it a ninety-eight percent. Um, you know, I, I obviously touched up on on all of my feelings, uh, but what one thing that stuck? Well, all of it stuck out of what you said. But one funny thing that you said that I was gonna say too is I probably will not watch this movie again anytime <laughs> soon. Uh, because normally, if we have a streaming movie, I'll watch it once for the quote-unquote entertainment aspect of it, and then the second time take notes. I could not get myself the next day to watch this movie again. Because mm. I was just like, oh, man. You know what I mean? It's just it's a heavy hitter. Even though there are you know glimpses of, of beauty in it, yeah. you know where you see mankind and the goodness, you know like Jamie and stuff like that, for instance, is... Um, but I just could not get myself to watch this a second time to take notes. It's just emotionally and mentally exhausting. It is. It was. Yeah. And, and I watched it later at night, and I just wanted to go to bed afterwards. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I need to like go in my room, turn on like Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, and cry <laughs> myself Ross. to sleep. Bob Ross. I, I find Bob Ross in any traumatic moment. <laughs> go home and watch Bob it's Ross. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, two hours last week, I just sat in my bed and watched Bob Ross. Well, Bob at like Ross one is in the he's a national treasure. He is. He really is. I got. The, I know. You're you wearing like the it? shirt right yeah, now. I'm wearing I love the shirt. It, yeah. Of course. So yeah, 98 from me. 98, huh? All around. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what was your? What's your score? Uh, I'm gonna give it a 98. Oh, my God. Ooh, that's the first that, time we've all agreed wow, on it. That's feels, amazing. It feels like injustice to give this movie anything less. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, this this movie, was, it was so dark, so gritty, and uh, and we talked about how it was a good check, but for a movie to make you feel so emotionally invested... Mm -hmm. That's like, what they're for. For a movie to where... Exactly. A movie Movies need to take you to a place higher than where you're at right now. It needs to yes. get you involved. It needs you take, to take you there. It needs to enlighten yeah, you. Exactly. It yeah, exactly. It needs... It needs to feel like you're involved, and that's what this movie did. I felt so involved. I could probably go on and talk for an hour on each character. Because right. each character had so much development, and each character was so good. We didn't talk about Mary J. Blige as for <laughs> Mar I, know. I didn't even recognize. Yeah. I need to die. Either. Yeah, because... That was the most surprising thing of this whole movie, was which, Mary J. Yeah, Blige. Which was everyone... Everyone looked weathered in this movie, you know? Very. These were beautiful people. The Jamie, Jamie character, you know, he's... Uh, I can't remember his name, but... Uh, oh, uh, Jonathan... Or uh, Garrett Hedlund, who's... Mm -hmm. This guy was born in the wrong time. He seems like he should be an actor in the 50s. Yeah, he should. Be, I mean, he seems like a James Dean kind of character, where he does such a good... On the road, that's another one that's in the 50s. That's awesome. But, uh... Yeah, it's such good character development. Cinematography was amazing. It was so painful to watch. Yeah. It was 
definitely a gut check throughout the whole entire thing. Like you said, it's gonna be a while before I watch it again. Yeah. Just because you, just because, just because we're so shielded by all these things, you know, it's crazy that all these things and so many, so much worse things have happened. But then when we see a movie like this, it just totally, you know, drops us down to the ground. But it's, it's crazy to me that a movie like this can still, can still do that. Right. Even how long it's passed, but it's, we've been kind of separated from. We only see the good parts of America, or yeah. that's how we were raised, or whatever. Yeah. And this really shows, not the bad parts, but it shows the realistic parts. Exactly. Yeah. So ninety-eight. Wow. Across the boards. Across the one board. of the best movies I've seen this year for oh, sure. Oh, without a doubt. Maybe undoubtedly. In, yeah. And it's it's actually kind of a shame that we didn't watch this sooner because, again, this would have been on Could our top five. Our yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure, movies in two thousand seventeen. So we threw it on. <laughs> we just, it's a backtrack. We threw, yeah. <laughs> throw maybe, maybe we'll do an episode where we uh, talk about all the streaming movies. That yeah, we could. The best streaming movies. Best streaming movies. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, we may do I that. I don't think we had any streaming movies on our list. They were all no. box office. Yeah, they were. Yeah, so this one would, yeah. All righty. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Have You Seen It podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Michael Falk is on Twitter. That's what the Falk sixty three. What a great handle. That's just cash on Twitter. That's just cash. Just and cash. I am Ace Knight on Twitter. Follow our Instagram. That's Have You Seen It. Just type in Have You Seen It. But keep in mind the scene is spelled S C E N E. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. Clever folks. Re- Clever. Rate us and review on yes iTunes. Mm-hmm. We need those reviews. We do. We need the uh, review count to go up for sure. Yeah. So. so take a minute 30 out of your goddamn days, you <laughs> pieces of shit. All this free content, you can't even give us a review. Yeah, we're down here in the fucking trenches <laughs> trying to give you the deets, the heavy details on all these movies. You can yeah. at least give us a review. Yeah, come on. <laughs> well, right. I think that's it. Bye. Uh, no, we're done. You're done. <laughs>